there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Happy to be here as always. Uh, definitely been a fun week of Apex, so I'm excited to talk a lot about it. It has been a crazy week of Apex, to say the least. Uh, we got a fun episode, though, today. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Redesign, and today we're discussing a bunch of current events in Apex, looking a bit into the future, and answering some questions from Instagram. Before we do any of that, though, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Follow us on Twitch. If you enjoy watching a stream, let's make it happen. If we can make Sprint to Affiliate in April, we're going to go hard to make the stream even better. It'll be a good time over there. Click the link in the description to follow the Twitch. Also, if you're interested in two extra podcasts a month and tons of other exclusive benefits, join our Patreon. Check out the link in the description. This would help us continue doing this incredibly fun podcast. Let's hear some five-star reviews now. First review is coming from Squag. The L. Newlands interview was fantastic. Boys, you've really outdone yourself this time. Knocked it right out of the park. Elle was great. Her enthusiasm for Apex and its community is very apparent. All the other things she's got going on were really interesting to hear about. I could listen to her talk all day. So what's JB Block doing these days? Who's JB Block? That's the voice actor for Caustic. That's his name. Yeah. Oh, um, that would be glad, a fun thanks one. Thanks so much for the review. Uh, that's really nice. Um, yeah, I think after that interview, I think that was quite a... Uh, quite a good chat it'd be fun to do some more like that so we were nervous we were nervous about your guys's reactions to the voice actor interview versus kind of the content creator or our own content but it's all been positive so we'll definitely continue to look for doing that in the near future next review coming from chi simba so i've been playing the game since the drop a real day one player i'm a mirage main with 3500 kills with his heirloom just keep up the good work and good vibes on the pod also been playing with Revenant a lot and find he's extremely useful if you have a strat and team with comps and coordinated attacks. That totem pushes epic. One five straight games with it. Nice dubs. I think he's locked in on the rev though. Like there's a lot of ifs in there. Lots of comps. Strat. Yeah. I was going to point that out as well. I think that um, a lot of people are finding this Revenant uh, to be quite effective, but there's a lot of conditionals there. You gotta mm-hmm. be really dialed in. You gotta be with the full team. Yada yada yada. Um, kind of balancing that power against that requirement is something that we're gonna be taking a look at. Yeah, and I, we're hoping we hear more about it as well from a statistical standpoint in the near future. Uh, before we dive into the news, though, let's just talk about Ring Fury for a second. Obviously, it's been a very impactful takeover to say the least positive and negative i think there are both sides even though maybe it is overwhelmingly more towards one side but what are your kind of thoughts on the state of the game and the takeover with ring fury quickly yeah so essentially this is the first real ltm that Mm -hmm. we've gotten under this new takeover model Mm -hmm. um where it's not a separate playlist and it drastically shifts the game yeah so it's kind of the first time that that's happened and essentially our thoughts on this or my thoughts would be I want them to experiment. Mm-hmm. I want them to do cool stuff like Flashpoint, Regen Health. I want them to do fun stuff like Winter Express. I really enjoy LTMs as a way to push the game into kind mm-hmm. of what could it be um, and just kind of keep it fresh. Um, but it seems like this one with kind of the bugs that happened and kind of the nature of the mode didn't really hit with most players. Yeah. And 
kind of the aftermath of that seems like this last week was pretty frustrating for Mm -hmm. a lot of people. I mean, even ourselves included, like full transparency, like those audio bugs were pretty frustrating and we didn't play or as much as we normally do at least and obviously we got a lot of stuff going on as well but there was for some reason a reason to go a different direction with the gaming for a couple of days uh, which is kind of too bad but overall it looks like uh, it's not hurting them too much once we dive into some news here yeah I, I just think that it's a very interesting thing to look at and say you know this last week they experimented with something we're very curious about kind of what that means, mm-hmm. like what this whole heat shield means for the the future of legend balancing, map design, all this sort of stuff in terms of the ring and how much we're expected to play in the mm-hmm. ring, see in the ring, heal in the ring, you know, move through it. Um, and yeah, I, I pretty much, I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that there voices were heard Mm -hmm. that this last week if you were struggling with this mode because you didn't like it or the bugs just drive drove you nuts and maybe you didn't have a team for ranked or ranked was equally frustrating this was a tough week you weren't alone my heart goes out to you um next week is gonna be better yes and then the last thing i'll throw in is just gonna be interesting to see if this event in particular sways the future of takeover style gameplay and just if they respond to the negative-ish reaction that they got and say well maybe we need to go try an ltm again or kind of like just look at the takeovers in a slightly different light i think this was the first time like you said it was a very overwhelming thing in the playlist uh and not i think the reaction they were hoping for i think to say the least let's talk about some news though first piece of news this is a fun one share your thoughts when they come up in here Uh, i'll kind of read through the facts though i games put out an awesome video Uh, last season really talking about masters and the changes and so last season uh, split one there were around 5k masters and preds Uh, and this season there's already over 20,000 this is on pc that's what the stats are pulled from Uh, we assume that it's going to be pretty uh, concurrent with console we have no reason to think otherwise but we do not have any stats to confirm the numbers for the console side and so there's a couple things that i kind of said he believes impacted this the first of which being those spmm changes in season eight uh, and that those were put in at the beginning and then reverted and so diamonds can play with preds again and really the goal of that change was to try and get the skill-based matchmaking for ranked improved and now we have what i think is the most impactful change for rank that we've had in a long time uh, what ilu called the great wall has been increased from diamond three to ten thousand rp do you want to kind of explain what the Great Wall is and explain how often we've hit it at least? Yeah, I mean, for the last year, um, as we've had Masters in the game, um, as soon as you hit Diamond 3, you are in Pred Lobbies. Mm-hmm. And that can be uh, pretty uh, gut-wrenching. Like, it can be really uh, intense to be having a great time mm-hmm. in Platinum, and then you dip into Diamond, you have a couple good games, you get a win, and now you're in Diamond 3, and you're full of three-stack Preds. That can be pretty painful. The difference was just drastic, and it, it was a reason to not play ranked, essentially. Uh, and so that changed with it now coming at Masters instead, along with the KP change, so going from five to six ranked points possible per match, and that placement bump 
uh, I believe has greatly increased the Masters. It's easier for those better players to get out of diamond without playing against those just crazy top, what was it, 500 last time, now 750. Yeah, and this is a really big success, Mm -hmm. I would say, Um, because essentially it means that this small, small change to how uh, RP is awarded has made it so that there isn't that really painful wall and you don't feel like you're playing against people that are way out of your skill range in ranked when the whole point is to play against similarly skilled players. You know, to put it into perspective, if maybe this isn't impacting you, imagine if you're playing in silver and going for gold, Mm -hmm. but every single game you play in silver, you're playing against full lobbies of platinum. Yep. That's going to be really frustrating um, because you don't feel like, like, if you're winning those games, you deserve to be in platinum then. Mm-hmm. But what if you really think that I'm a gold player? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it was like in Diamond where you were like, um, right now I'm Diamond. I really would like to be Masters, but I'm not even getting to challenge myself against other Diamonds. Yeah. I'm not able to. Mm-hmm. So I'm just playing against Predators. That doesn't seem fair. Um, essentially, that seems like it's been solved. Yeah, there was just a big no man's land for a long time and that has disappeared. And hearing those stats for me, that was like, oh yeah, I need to go play more ranked, like very incentivizing. Uh, and then Nilute said by the end of the split, uh, he expects it to be 30 to 35K masters, which is a six to seven X increase. And I guess the big question that he asked, and I guess I'll pose to you now is, is masters less valuable because of that huge increase? Yeah, I think that's the big question on everybody's mind. You know, now that they have the diamond trails back and there's the master rewards and the pred rewards, you know, is it cool to be master anymore? Is it worth, you know, that that grind, yeah. um, even if it can, you know, be achieved relatively uh, quickly? I would say yes, without mm-hmm. a doubt. I mean, it's still really, really difficult. Uh, Purple's to get my up favorite there. color. Like, <laughs> yeah, masters is lit. I mean, I think that it's a definitely a very strong achievement. Um, I, I'm kind of a sucker. I even think that the people in our community that get to platinum, like that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you're really playing apex. You're in the top 95% of players. Mm-hmm. Um, you're really, really good. So or the 95th percentile. Um, and the other reasons that it's a big deal, um, and masters is still totally relevant as a big achievement mm-hmm. is apex is growing like crazy. Yes. It's just nuts for the first time ever in apex history. The Twitch views have grown for three months in a row. That's never, ever happened, ever. That's nuts. On Steam, the player base has been breaking records nearly every day. For like weeks straight, every episode, we were like, oh man, Apex has broken another record. We just kind of stopped mentioning it because it's becoming the norm at this point. Yeah, I mean, and we can only assume that with the next-gen consoles, there mm-hmm. was a little bump. With the Switch coming out, there was some excitement there. So it's like there's so many more players um, and so much activity and hype and uh, publicity for Apex that, so what if there's more Masters? You know, I think that's mostly reflective of the player base. And I think it's so much healthier because think about how much less frustrating it is to be a master that dies to another master versus being that diamond that dies to the master. And while you were a diamond, you probably should be playing against masters at times from a pure skill perspective. It still felt so incredibly frustrating to be like, I'm not even getting the chance like you were kind of mentioning. So overall, incredible health of the game, excited for the future of ranked uh, because of it. Anything else before we move on, though? 
I think it's just a positive story. Mm-hmm. Good vibes. Next piece of news, Chad Grenier made a comment about the season nine legend. I'm going to read the quote. I love Japan and it's a country where people play Apex a lot. I hope we can deliver unique content to Japan. I mentioned a little about season nine, but the legend in season nine, I hope will be liked in Japan. Uh, and so this is kind of our first hint. First talk about the season nine legend saying it's going to be potentially liked in Japan. Uh, maybe hinting at the ethnicity or something else around the character creation process. And so that's kind of like our first little hint. Really fun. Yeah, I'd be really excited to to have a Japanese legend. Um, you know, you know, Gibraltar's Polynesian, mm-hmm. not the same. Um, I do like all the samurai skins in the game for They're Octane, so good. Bloodhound, and now Gibby. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I love that style, love that design. I'd love to see more of it. And they've just been really impressing me with all the character design and the voice acting. It's mm-hmm. just been really stellar. So I'm I'm definitely always excited for the next legend, and I'm definitely. We still got over a month and a half to go. Yeah. So I'm not getting too worked mm-hmm. up, but I am trying to suppress it. We will keep you guys updated as we hear more, though. Uh, and next piece of news, there was a kind of silent and accidental Mirage nerf. Uh, right now, when Mirage is currently resing with the gold bag, the crackles of energy are incredibly visible, which really Im- remove that invisibility passive. Uh, hopefully this will be changed soon. I by no means think this is a uh, intentional change to Mirage specifically. Poor Elliot. Poor Elliot. We're going to talk about some leaks now. So as always, if you're not interested in leaks, not comfortable with learning about maybe some rumored stuff in the future of the game uh, out from the data miners, uh, their timestamp will be in the description for you to skip ahead to us answering some Instagram questions. So first set of leaks coming from Shrug. First thing, ambience audio has been added for Olympus. So the audio has some rain, blowing winds clouds thundering and animals chirping in the background similar to world's edge sounds and kind of theorizing that a storm is brewing we're going to get some kind of map change and if uh apex sticks with its uh pattern there could be some destruction coming for olympus in the near future at least less bright light yeah which we like um yeah i mean Whenever we're talking about new audio, mm-hmm. you know, that's very exciting. Um, Olympus as a map in general, you know, has had pretty good audio uh, for the most part. I yeah. guess maybe it has been uh, a little more quiet than other maps. But, you know, I look at very little issues, you know, around solar. There's kind of a dead space. Um, but other than that and it getting fixed, um, I think this is good. And maybe it does tease to a little bit of a map shift maybe in season nine. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh- storm coming through olympus like yeah that would change the aesthetic of a lot of things and it's a floating city i'm intimidated like if we're just talking about it from a map change perspective i am intimidated by the concept of fog being introduced into apex as a variable so i hope it's more of a above outlook maybe and less of a physical impact on the game so selfishly though Next piece of news, uh, new weapon strings were found in the recoil patterns for the Dragon LMG and a weapon called the Hailstorm. Uh, what do you think about maybe a new LMG coming into the game? And honestly, the Hailstorm, there's no reason for me to think this, but that sounds like the name of an LMG as well to me. <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think this is a very interesting direction for maybe a future weapon. Um, you know, we kind of have this idea that maybe there should be a light ammo lmg yeah um and i love the rpk from the cod franchise mm. i think that gun sounds good you know it's very much the chain uh, style yeah. mm-hmm. um it's 
yeah, it's a cool kind of version of an LMG. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that that's an interesting way for the future of the weapons to go. Daniel has said that, you know, they have some very cool stuff brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is new, new stuff, though, not pulled from uh, Titanfall. So interested to hear about the future of the weapons in this game. And if we ever get anything removed, because they've talked about the loot pool a ton, and it seems like it's going to be difficult to continue to add weapons season over season. And then the last thing from Shrug was Arenas Mode potentially coming in Season 9. And also a ranked variant could be coming to that as well. And there's going to be a lot of teasers that have been leaked that will supposedly start mid-April. There are some people putting out the teasers, what they actually are. Uh, We're not going to share those, but you can find them online if you are incredibly interested. Uh, Ranked Arenas is obviously that 3v3 style. TDM is the rumor, but obviously nothing's been confirmed. What do you think that might do for the future of Apex Legends? Yeah, so I mean, we're both really hyped about this. Mm-hmm. You know, Winter Express, really fun mode, um, really is a fun way to play Apex with that, you know, faster cycle, no looting, no dropping necessarily, mm-hmm. kind of just more action, more gunplay. Um I think it would be a cool thing for the game. You know, I think the biggest worry is that, well, can the, can the lobbies handle it? That is the big question. I don't really want to dwell on that too long because it's not super exciting, Mm -hmm. but I look at it and I say for a year plus we had some LTMs and Mm -hmm. I was always able to get into a game on console. Yeah. And then they changed it and said, we can't do it because people can't get into games. And now the PC player base is growing though. So it's like, well, I don't know if we did need it or if we still need it. Um, and so doing something like this, I think, would massively disrupt the BR playlist. Mm-hmm. But it might be worth it. I, I'm I'm really unsure because I wouldn't want Apex's whole game to shift and be a TDM. Yeah. Because I... I assume that the balancing would be drastically different, mm-hmm. like just incredibly different when you think of a a respawn game mode that's a lot faster paced. Um, ultimates are out of the game. Yeah. You know, mobility is a lot less. Resing um, is a lot less, if at all. Um, and so Legends would change a lot, and I'm assuming it would be quite a popular mode, but if it was permanent and if it got too popular it could actually be bad for the game because I think that the whole balance uh, would shift. It is going to be really interesting to see the direction the game goes. Uh, Is it going to be like COD? Is it going to be Warzone and this other arenas mode going hand in hand together in like a separate game entirely that could be linked together as well? There's a lot of fun theorizing that can happen around this mode but seeing how they plan to fit them together uh, is going to be incredibly fascinating. And while we say that, like I have confidence that this will draw in a player base that maybe isn't super into Apex right now. I have a lot of friends that play Call of Duty that are excited to kind of hear about this rumor and leak uh, and just kind of saying like, oh, well, Apex's art movement is fantastic. The guns are awesome. I would love to play like this kind of style. And so if it does increase the player base as well rather than just having to segment it further uh, that's a big plus i think for the game and could be really dang cool really refreshing way to play the game and i do think that like how i'm gonna kind of like how warzone is now like 
the BR will still be the more popular option. And I hope it restains that way uh, throughout the entire process. Anything else though? No, I think that's the hope. We're both excited. Like this is potentially going to be a a real drastic shift uh, to the whole game. Totally. Now we're going to get some leaks from the user at bias12 on Twitter. Shout out to bias for joining the discord. Uh, Please don't spam message him as I've seen some people start to do. Uh, First piece of news, Valk and softball sounds removed from the game files. So Valk was a leaked legend from a long time ago and the softball was a leaked explosive launcher. Uh, And so it'd be interesting. That's kind of like the first time we've heard of significant removals at least. uh, And they've been shared. Yeah. I mean, if you're a long time listener of the show, We've been talking about Valk for a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was kind of already on the table when we were uh, looking at Horizon. You know, it was kind of between Horizon and Valk for a long time mm-hmm. and then Rampart and Valk. And so um, to see Valk or Valkyrie um, maybe off the table um, is interesting because it seemed like there was a lot in the game mm-hmm. surrounding that name with abilities and all sorts of stuff. So I wonder... Uh, what happened to all that work if it had to be scrapped or, mm-hmm. or what? And it could totally be a rename as well. Like we could just be getting a new Valk, like same abilities that we've kind of been rumored about, same model and such, just renamed. So I think and new sounds, new sounds. I think we'll learn a lot more uh, in the coming month and a half, kind of like you mentioned about the next legend and such. Uh, and then our last leak, arrow impact sounds have been added to the files, flesh, glass, solid metal, metal grate paintball water wood you guys already know how hyped we are for the addition of a bow and arrow me specifically whether it be in the version of a weapon or a legend that aligns with a certain demographic that chad grenier is hinting at maybe Mm -hmm. this is just like i I don't want to get overexcited but i'm really excited for any sort of bow and arrow i think it's a fun function to have in the game uh, balancing it will be a really cool challenge that the Apex team has, and to see how they go about it will be incredibly interesting. Yeah, my guess right now, I mean, when we were talking about this months and months ago, I, I was very hesitant to say, like, you know, having a having a one-shot arrow as an ultimate or something like that uh, would be too crazy. But since then, we've gotten a mortar, a turret, all sorts of crazy stuff, a black hole, so I think that, you know, maybe you could have an arrow as an ultimate. Um, putting it on the ground, though, putting it in the care package, I don't see it. it like, would, I don't see it happening. I think the only potential fit for it is we have all the rumors of the marksman class being added into the game. And then it being looped into that, potentially. But even then, the, the part that I think confused me in leaks was hearing about uh, different arrow types i think that's the part that's hard because that's adding a whole nother level of loot into the game if it just took sniper ammo like and yeah that would be weird from like a game perspective but at the same time the triple take and the longbow take the same ammo and shoot energy bullets versus regular bullets so it's not like completely out of the world i think how it's added into the game though from that perspective would be really interesting and fascinating to see. Yeah. My guess is right now is it's legend tied could be a tactical. I would, I would say it's an ult. Um, but I mean, I just really don't think it would go into the loot pool. The one possibility is they do a takeover or an LTM 
where it's sticks and stones. Just everybody has That'd bows. That'd be awesome. And they take all guns out mm-hmm. and have this kind of as an alternate. That could be cool, you know, to to take the guns out and see how the game feels with arrows. Maybe. Instead of bullets, instead of bullets. It would be really interesting. Now we're going to talk about a little bit of a sponsorship from our friends over at Redesign. We've partnered with them in order to give away some free third-party hats. Our friends at Redesign have developed an innovative new product called Dry Scoop, which is designed to be consumed dry like a pixie stick. So no shaker or tub you have to carry around. Just single-use sleeves for no muss, no fuss. These energy sleeves are a great way to get hyped up and focused before gaming, and we are excited to see how you guys all like the idea. For gaming, they taste a lot better than other pre-workouts, and you only need about half a sleeve. They've launched an Indiegogo to promote the product and get it in people's hands. With our great audience, we've partnered with them to help get them funded. As many of you know, uh, we launched our own merch line a few weeks ago. Well, we decided to do a collaboration with our friends over at Redesign, if you support their uh, third-party podcast tier on Indiegogo, you will get to try their product and receive a free third-party hat for only $30. This is a better deal than we can offer uh, just because our friends are covering all the costs of shipping and everything. It usually costs over $40 to get a third-party hat, but our friends are giving you one for free if you support their tier. At only $30. Yeah. All you have to do is follow the link for their Indiegogo in our description, invest in the third party tier, and DM us a screenshot of your receipt uh, of your pledge, and we'll give you a free code for the hat. We've already ordered ours. It's a deal that we couldn't even pass up, so highly recommend it. We'd love to see your support over there. Yeah, there was a little part of us that was like, oh man, how come like the orange just pops so well compared to like what we, are, we originally offered? Like, it's just such a good deal amazing go check it out let's wrap it up now with answering some instagram questions first question coming from jimmy changa 90 do you think we'll ever see maps permanently retired i think in a way we already have because we've seen obviously older versions of maps retired and for a long time when rotations were introduced we thought they were going to come back we thought we were going to see different iterations of the maps but i think the overall theme is when something new is added to the game, it's an improvement. It's a change in some way. They're learning to make the game a healthier and better game. I do think there will be a day where we maybe not see it retired permanently, but we see maps out of the rotation for two seasons, three seasons. I think if they continue to at least add at this pace. Yeah, I mean, maps have kind of already been kissed goodbye um, you know, in season three, when we got World's Edge, we lost all hope about Kings. Mm-hmm. We really never thought we were going back ever, especially because Crypto destroyed that map. Yeah. I mean, we thought we weren't going back. Um, and so then we kind of had this map rotation element popped in there. Um, but yeah, just like you said, as we get more maps, yeah, it makes sense that um, maps would leave forever. But, you know, we're talking about, you know, potential new game modes. You know, anything's really possible. Um, and all the cool maps could definitely be used if there's players. Yeah, arenas definitely opens up the opportunity for elements of maps to stay, uh, even if they aren't permanent per se. Next question, coming from Ermis underscore Rex. Why do you like Apex? Because the more I think about it, I realize that as much as it's my favorite game, I hate it. Rex, you've come to the right place. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, we talk about Apex every single day on show, off show. 
Um, the reason that I like Apex is I enjoy the challenge. I think it's a very hard game. Mm-hmm. I've been playing pretty much every day for the last two years, and it's still very challenging. Like I feel like I'm a decent player, but I don't ever think that I'm going to win every game. I win a, a good amount of games. I get enough, mm-hmm. but I think that it's very challenging. And then I just think that the abilities in Apex are the most approachable abilities out of any other game I've played. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the movement's really clean. Obviously, the gunplay is strong. Um, I really, I could go on and on. Just, I really like all elements of the game. That's kind of why I'm here. Yeah, I mean, movement and gunplay, like you said, those are two of the big things. And then for me, like the first thing that attracted me to the game was the aesthetic and the design. I just, I love it so much. I think it's perfect. And kind of in that same vein, the lore. I just love the universe and I'm going to continue to come back regardless to kind of see what's going on in this universe. But overall, it is just an amazing game. Yes, any game you play religiously, that's your favorite game. You will have some frustrating moments. Like, trust me, I've definitely hit the apex wall a couple of times, but because of just how amazing of a game it is, especially in comparison to a lot of others that I look out there to play, uh, I'm going to continue to come back essentially. I'll also say when Shay called me when Apex first dropped and we were talking about the game, my first reaction after seeing the trailer, the mm-hmm. gameplay trailer was, or I think we were watching Shroud. At least I was looking at some oh, Shroud yeah, gameplay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at King's Canyon and I was like, oh my gosh, the map looks amazing. Yeah. And I love the verticality. Mm-hmm. I'm very much into the ability to take high ground. Mm-hmm. And after playing about a year uh, of Fortnite, I felt like didn't really have that. Like you had rolling hills, but you didn't have drastic canyons per se with lots of buildings and mm-hmm. cover. And just think that Apex is a pretty tactical BR that isn't that looks good. Like it's a tactical BR that's very hard, requires that teamwork, but it looks so good. I think it really is a perfect game. We were totally like for the longest time henry and i have been like playing the tom clancy games and been like man i wish i could go into that building like i wish i could go to the third floor and we just couldn't and in apex you can you can really go anywhere and that's i think one of the best parts about it like you were kind of mentioning absolutely next question coming from zan zheng easiest hardest to use legends that's a tough one. I think that like to choose one is tough because I think every legend has a difficult side and an easier side to them as well. Uh, I'll just give you like I think my my first instinctual answer off of it uh, is Watson as a very difficult legend to use because a serious lack of mobility in combat, um, a need for your team to kind of be with you in a way to get the best out of your character makes her a pretty hard legend to use. Uh, and easy is not the best word for this character, but I think it's one of the most uh, effective learning curves for newer players. And that's Bloodhound because it kind of simplifies combat in what is a pretty fast paced, hard to learn game. And so I think having those abilities with Bloodhound uh, can make them be not even an easy legend, but an easier version to play the game. That's an interesting answer. <laughs> I wouldn't have said either of those. I think well, share Blood, your opinions. Yeah. I think is kind of overwhelming for new players mm-hmm. with the passive and then the timing of the tactical and then it changes when you're in old. I think that's kind of tricky, mm-hmm. but worth learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the most approachable legend, even though 
She has a high ceiling is Bangalore. Like that's passive, the, that's the easy works next on one. itself, mm-hmm. smokes very intuitive. Ultimate takes some mastery and it really you have to understand the like in-game mechanics of actually how it drops, how it detonates. But you, know, you also just chuck it out and it'll do something. Mm-hmm. Um I'd say she's the most approachable. Hardest, I think Watson's a good bet just because she don't really have the combat abilities mm-hmm. and you have to know when to place it. And now that it has a 90 second timer, that can be kind of tricky. I still stand by that crypto's the hardest. That's like, fair, yeah. You really, you have to be in the, he has a ton of power mm-hmm. in that drone, really strong legend, but you got to be thinking hard. Mm-hmm. You have to be really in two places at once when you're playing crypto. Yeah. And that's a great question though. And the sadder, but I think more correct answer is that everyone is kind of difficult to use and everyone has easy to simplify elements as well into their game. Uh, But yeah, just choose that legend and really whoever you go with, if you take the time to learn them, they will become easier over time essentially. And then next question is coming from huge. What is the fastest kill in AR in Apex? Break it down. Yeah, good question. I mean, it's a hard question. We talk about ARs a lot. I'm kind of an AR guy. Um, You know, it depends on what stats you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we're looking at speed only, we're just assuming that mag size doesn't matter, accuracy doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We're definitely not going to talk about headshots. (laughs) um, And we're not really going to worry about attachments. If we just look at damage per second, there's some interesting stuff. Hemlock in burst mode is the fastest killing AR by quite a wide margin mm-hmm. at a DPS of 214. That's not crazy with burst weapons. No. And that's all body shots. Mm-hmm. So if you that's think crazy. about that DPS and then you add in an accidental headshot with the burst, that gun is just crazy. <laughs> accidental headshot. Yeah, I mean, well, aim at the chest, that's what burst does. So you got to love that. Um, but to just kind of rattle down the list, I think it's quite interesting to see kind of the hierarchy of DPS. Havoc's then at number two at 202. Um, but that's kind of once it gets all spun up, that's kind of the peak of its DPS. Mm. Um, Flatline at 190. R301 at 182. G7, 136. And then the 3030 bringing up the rear at 98. Huge, huge fall off. With the 3030. Yeah, from the G7. That is crazy. And that's why G7, the GOAT, greatest of all time weapon, retire it, put it in the Hall of Fame. It's a monster. You could say that. Uh, Yeah, that's great. Next question coming from Evan. It seems like the devs don't really know what they want to do with Mirage's invisibility passive as they keep nerfing it and add the hollow emitter glow. As a Mirage player, I just wish if they were going to add invisibility to his kit, it would just work not be slightly hard to see and if that's something they don't want then they should just replace it with a different passive what do you think about his passives and the issues of invisibility in apex you know evan that's an interesting question and a great thought because the first instinct i hear upon hearing this is invisibility is impossible to balance you give somebody complete invisibility uh, and that's just going to be an overwhelming power in the game and we kind of saw it for a little bit there with Mirage when he got the res invisibility added at the very beginning and he was pretty much completely invisible and people were just able to pull off the craziest sets of reses you'll ever see. Uh, and I do think there is a good question though as saying, should invisibility 
be the source of his power and in the game in general. What do you, what are your thoughts on this one though? Yeah, I mean, Mirage is a bamboozler. You know, those decoys are going to be the heart of his whole kit, I believe. Um, you know, back before season five, when they did the big rework, um, we really thought that he, his ultimate was in an interesting place mm-hmm. because he lost that kind of extended, prolonged period of invisibility in that ultimate. We thought that was interesting. But I will say, I mean, Evan, you're a Mirage man. I'm sure that you're very uh, equipped to use those decoys effectively. Um, I think Mirage's biggest strength is the disruption to audio. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, being invisible and taking away people's sight on you is really strong. But being able to seriously mess up people's audio with decoys all over the place and being able to res with nine versions of yourself and sending off that audio, mm-hmm. that's very, very powerful. Um, so I kind of, I wonder, you know, yes, I do understand the frustration that it's not 100% invisibility, but outside of five meters, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's a really good point. Mirage is an interesting legend that we talk about all the time. Really excited to see what the future of his is. I'm a big fan personally, though. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Follow us on Twitch. Link in the description below. Stop by our stream. Check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>